reconstruction of the church. So reforming the church back to the original foundations of what Christ had. So just reading what, what's up on the board there. The, this house will not be subject to the traditions of man, but focus on the call of God. This house will endeavor to build on the model that is laid out in Scripture, a model that sees the kingdom of God here on earth as it is. This house will redeem the nature of the bride of Christ that is evident in Scripture and redeem the language and movement of the early church. I heard a, a um, preach a few weeks ago from Bill Johnson. He was talking about the, the Our Father, and he was saying that the original language in the Our Father is actually a declaration that we call forth. So he was saying that when it says um, the kingdom to come, it was a declaration that God's saying we get to make. It was given to us. That kingdom, you come in this place. God, your will be done here. It wasn't a plea with God. It was a declaration that, Father, we want your kingdom in this place. We want your will here because without your will, we are, uh, are lost and not doing what we want to do. So how can we be a house built on, on man's will but then going, God, please send me something? So a part of this, this reformation is to, is to bring back the original mandate that Christ came to build, to grow the bride, to ready the bride as he intended us to do. There's, there's such, I don't want to get into it now. I think one day we'll, we'll preach on it, but there's such a, a phenomenal understanding of, of the marriage between man and, and, and wife and the marriage between Christ and the church. The, the love that the Bible outlays there is that you're my bride. The church is something that we, we take for granted, I think, but, but Christ is the bridegroom. He's waiting. You know, he's waiting for us to be ready. It's it's not something that that he is. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so important, and and a part of my my heart beats so harsh for this for this point here. But the church, I have so many friends and family that were burnt by the church, and it makes me sad. You know, it it tears me up. You know, and I'm sure as everyone does, because we're we're called to be something greater. But in order to do that, we have to change. We have to be willing to lay aside the traditions that men have put in, lay aside the, the things that need to happen, the lights and the, the, um, the timing, and, and allow us to, to go back to what God had for us. All right, next slide, Benny. You're on the next slide. Sorry, I zoned out for a sec. Mission. Mission. An integral, in, I think if you go into about every church, on here on the coast, this will be one of their um, pillars of faith, one of their foundation points, one of their things, because you can't, when you flip through the Bible, you can't hide from mission. It's It smacks you in the face just about everything that you look at. We're, we're, you guys are in this house now growing and preparing for mission, so that when you go out of the house, there is mission ready. But I think what happens in the, in the contemporary church, the, the Western church we have now, is that we hear mission and we think the Horn of Africa. Like that, that's a, that's a pretty, everyone sort of thinks Horn of Africa mission instantly. Or, or kind of China now, because that one's pretty big as well. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's not the only mission that we see. That, that mission relates to each one of us in a different way. My mission is not the same as Mao's mission, and that's what the most beautiful thing about it. If we, yes, we have a, a crux foundational mission that is all the same that God gave us. But the way that we express what God wants us to do is different from person to person. So I've seen, and there's freedom in that, absolutely. There's, there's an exciting, exciting thing. I've watched Mal and Winnie at Set Free Care, and I think, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can be, I don't know if I can do this. 
because their heart beats for that. Their heart, and I, I sort of, I fumble my way through set preaky. I just sort of fumble around. Um, and I watch these guys just skate through it, you know, and I think to myself, man, that's incredible that God gives them a heart that beats for things. That when, when you talk to someone and you get into a conversation in the house and they just won't let that one thing go, whatever it is, whether it's a hobby or it's a, a people group or something, it's always they keep coming back to it. That's because their heart, God has given them a desire in their heart that thumps for that, that people group, that thumps for that thing. That's our mission. So a part of what, what we want this, this house to, to start to become is a, is a training ground that equips us to go into those mission fields, whatever they look like. So you'll see down the bottom there that come in, grow and go out. That's, that can seem like a very um, sterile thing that we're trying to do, that we're seeing people as numbers, but that's not what that's about. What that's about is that we have to have a plan as to what we're here to do. And that going out is from Sunday to Sunday as well. When, when everyone goes back to work on Monday, you're going out, back out, out of this local house, back into, into the world. But if you're not growing here, and then taking that back in, then what are we doing? Something's wrong. Either, either the, the church, the, the, the people that are leading the house aren't equipping the people, or the people aren't receiving the, the equipping. So something's wrong there. We have to be, all of us have to be growing and then going back into our spheres and changing this world. So we can uh, read up there. It says, This house will bring people in, train them, and send them back out. This house will not build unto itself, but continue to send people back into their spheres of influence. This house will take what God is revealing to us here into this city, the nation, and the nations. This house will train the saints to carry the image of Christ and go into their mission fields, business places, shops, sporting fields, etc., and show the line of Christ in every aspect of their life. So that verse, Acts eight. let's just go there really quickly. He said to them, It is not... It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. I've heard people argue that 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 doesn't um, appeal to us now. It most certainly does. There's no reason, I'm sorry, that was a bit blunt, wasn't it? There's no reason why that can't apply to us. You can, you can dig in as much as you like. There is no reason. What Jesus is saying is that I'm going to give you something, power, the Holy Spirit, and what I want you to do is to take it to your local body, take it to your, your country, and then take it to the world. Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth is talking about a local, a national, and a global aspect of what we're to do. So, that, so when we look at the Horn of Africa, yes, that's important. And some people's heart will beat for that. But that's not the only expression of mission. Set free care is incredible. It's amazing what we're doing there. But it's not the only expression of mission. You know, your workplace, what you're doing there is incredible. So what we have to start to do is realize, okay, God, you've got something big for this place, for these people. Let's start to equip and train each other, one another, sharpen each other, iron sharpening iron to prepare ourselves for the mission field that we stand in. I can't reach your mission field and you can't reach mine. That's why God has put us together. So when we begin to understand the importance of mission and the need for it, we can begin to understand that this isn't about making a fancy big house. We're not here to fill this place with millions of people and then stand around and high-five. 
this house, what we what we want to build, what we feel to build here is a is a training platform, a family that can sharpen one another, come home and get sanctuary and learn and grow from one another and then go back out into the world that we come from. Is that all good? Is everyone still with me? Yes. No one has any questions. Any questions? No? Awesome. What are the three we've got so far? Discipleship, reformation, missions. Fantastic. That's okay. We can we can we can talk here. Let's go, Benny. Thank you. Okay, focus. <laughs> when I first told this one to I sort of saw this and I and it was it slapped me in the face a little bit and I had to really explain myself. So if I don't explain myself well, that's what we're doing. Focus, 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 focus. We Having been to Bible college and sat in a number of um, discussions, uh, debates, whatever you'd like to call them, as Christians, we get caught up in the most smallest of things. And we hold on to them and we close our hand and we say, no, this is the only thing that's important right now. And we get so focused on the littlest thing and then we, we tear each other apart. We leave churches, we we slander one another, and we get into a place that is is so pointless. Because when you go back to the, the the small thing, it doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying that we we bow our knees to everything. We have to stand on on what we truly believe. But there comes a point when we're sitting. I'm sitting with Mal at his house, and we're debating whether or not the lights should be at 40 lumens or 30 lumens, and we get heated and and disgusted, and end up falling out with one another. It's castle. It's castle. Exactly right. We are all in a place, in a very, very interesting place right now where the church needs to band together and support one another. And I'm not going to get into it, but I tell you what, in the last two weeks, I have seen more Christians slandering other Christians over things that they just shouldn't be getting into debates about. Facebook is is making our world so difficult. It also makes things very helpful. I understand that as well. But at the moment, the church, sheesh, you can see an article about one church leader who's said something about baptism and then you've just got people just irate about this thing. We have to let go of this, these man um, traditions and desires that we've put in place and ask God, what do you want from us? We are not going to look like the church down the road. And we actually have a church down the road now. So when we say that, it's fantastic because it's a church down the road. We're not going to look like those guys up the road. We're not going to look like those guys. And they're not going to look like us. That's fantastic. We actually, Mal and I actually sat with um, oh, mine today, Jeremy. He, we came and we, we sat and chatted and we had an awesome time. We probably spent way too long chatting, but we we chatted for ages. Then we went up to, to his church and we chatted and some more and we helped each other with sound desks and lightings and things. And at the end of that, I thought, you know, that's fantastic. We're not threatened by the fact that there's a church up the road. Actually, we're excited because if there's things that we can't do, hey, do you need some support? We've got guys that are asking us to go to mission at that place and we can't get there because we don't have any contacts. We don't have, but you do. So we're going to send some guys for you. You know, what do you, oh, you need, you need resources. We're going to send you resources. Why? Because they're family. And because we all have the same focus, we're all focused on the same thing. The coming of God's kingdom. 
and Jesus building, readying his bride. This house will focus on the ministry of Jesus Christ and will set our minds on the things that are above and not on the earthly things, Colossians 3.2. In keeping the main thing, the main thing, this house will focus on the furthering of the kingdom of God and not on the furthering of men. We'll seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God's kingdom. You know that? That's such a fascinating thing that when you say something, are you seeking first the kingdom? When you do something, are you seeking first the kingdom? What does that look like? If in the kingdom of God there's peace and love and there's health, when you speak, what are you seeking first? The, the, the revenge or the, um, the payback or the justice or what are you seeking? When you make somebody a meal, what are you seeking? The kingdom of God? Or are you seeking something that you're going to get back from that? We have to be a, a, a body of people, a community of people that seek first the kingdom of God. We're going to do this thing because we, this is how we seek, we're seeking God in this time. When a church says, hey, we're down, we need, a, we need a, a, a worship team. And we've got guys, go. Of course go. But what if they, what if they stay there and they like that church better? <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> yeah, bad luck. When we start holding with people so tightly, when we start holding onto the things that we need so tightly, we lose the focus of God and we start focusing on the tradition of man, 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 man. But when we learn how to focus on the kingdom of God, remove our eyes set from what we want and who we want to be, and we start focusing on what God wants and what God wants us to be, all of a sudden things crack open. This house will not build according to the, to the trends or comfortability of man, but will rather remain focused on Jesus with the aim to ready his bride. Comfortability, not sure if that's a word, but I did try and look it up. Got nowhere, but I couldn't replace it. So, comfortability. There you go. Making stuff up. <laughs> trends or comfort of man. No, comfortability. See, it's got that nice roll, you see. Comfort of man, either or. Let's go to Colossians 2, 8 verse 10. See, uh, 2 verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells in the body. Captive by philosophy, empty deceit, according to human tradition, in a, in a, in a world that is so rapidly changing things are being moved the goalposts are being shifted things are changing we can get so caught up in who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do but it's it's a philosophy of empty deceit and it's according to the traditions of man if if you're in question for something seek god if you're if you're in a workplace and you and your boss is telling you to do something and you go i don't know what's right anymore seek god seek the kingdom of god to understand what do I do in this situation? Who am I to be? Because God won't contradict himself. And if you're finding a contradiction, a contradiction, something's wrong. One of those two thoughts is wrong. Because God has outlaid for us a perfect manual to life. Sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it makes no sense. Hence why we seek counsel and we have other men and women around us to strengthen us and help us understand. But at the bottom line, 
seek God and let's find out what who are we meant to be in this place. Because as things get tougher, Christians are becoming more and more um, persecuted. And without one another learning how to understand, I don't know what's right anymore. Okay, well, we've got a manual that shows us. So let's let's seek away from the the traditions of man and focus on the kingdom of God. Um, next slide, Benny. Um, next slide, vision. Okay, so so the four that we had there: focus, mission, reformation, discipleship, are the four um, DNA, the things that that we are going to, in, in some ways, focus what we're doing on. How do we? How can we grow towards changing the, the view of the church? How can we grow towards mission? How can we go to grow further towards Christ and understanding who He is in this this changing world? And how can we disciple others to continue that to grow? Who are we discipling? How are we discipling? Okay, so a vision. So this is going to be a little bit confusing um, because I couldn't um, make it any clearer than this. Um, but what I want to do is I'm going to show you on this where we are at at the moment and then sort of in that cast a little bit of where we want to go from there. So in the first uh, step, the next slide, the discipleship. At the moment we have six areas of the church that are operating. And these six areas are areas that we want to grow the areas that we want to um, further and the areas that we want to understand more. If you can't read it, I'm going to read it, so it's okay. So the first area, our preaching, learning how to understand the Scriptures and implement them in our lives. We are all preachers just in different ways. Every one of us has a, has a, a gift to speak, has a mouth to speak, and has an audience to speak to. Not everyone will look like from this barrel or another church um, pulpit. Some might. But that doesn't mean that we all aren't preachers. At your workplace, you have colleagues. At your school, you have friends. At your whatever it is, there's somebody who is willing to listen to the heart that you have. That gives you an opportunity to preach the gospel. Now, we think preacher, instantly we go to the person who's been elected to stand at the front and to to lead a church. Just because someone can preach doesn't mean they have the ability to lead the church. Preaching doesn't come hand in hand with leadership. However, we all have a way of communication. If we didn't, we wouldn't make it through life. So what are we using that way of communication for? It's not a condemn, condemnation. Rather, it's, it's an um, invitation to rethink the way that we do things. There was a few of us the other day who, last Sunday, a lady was out the front and her car broke down. And we, cha- or we changed her tire. And um, I was talking to Mark last night. We ran into each other. And um, he said, you know, I wish we said more. And I thought, oh, you're right. You know, she, she was so impressed that we, we helped her. And it was, but we were all sort of had finished church. We were moving on. He said, I wish we should have thought more. And I, I thought more about that and thought, you know what? That was a fantastic opportunity for every sermon that we've ever put together. And that doesn't condemn me, but it, it encourages me and excites me. Okay, let's rethink things. How when we get into those situations, we can put all the sermons that we've ever put together and we can just love that person. Now, I know she felt loved because she was almost crying when she was thanking us. And, and um, 
Richard and Sandra were there as well, and, and it, was, it was still an amazing moment. But as I went away, I thought to myself, ooh, how can we, how can we do that better? How can we get more excited about, hey, I've got to tell you something. The reason that we stopped is because our God loves us, and I want to love you to show you how, how big that is. Again, that's not a, a, a condemnation, but an exciting thing of, oh, man, we have so many opportunities throughout our day, so many. How can we begin to preach to, and I don't mean by throwing the Bible at someone, but just by loving that person and saying to them, hey, someone loves you, promise. The next one, I need to hurry. Children, youth, um, growing the younger generation to further his mandate. The children and the kids are the, the, the next generation of, of this mandate that we carry, and they are so important. We sat down with, um, with Julie and Jess on Saturday to discuss how we, how we get excited about the kids. And they both had incredible ideas as to how to, to grow our kids and how to begin to give them what we're giving everybody in this church, to, to grow and excite them. So that's something that we don't have a youth program at the moment. God's going to give us a youth program. Um, I don't, we've chatted a lot as a leadership team to discuss that. We don't want to force it and make it something that, that we've just got to have because if you have a church, you've got to have a youth program. Rather, we want men and women who are going, hey, we've got a heart for youth and we want to run something. Fantastic. Let's, let's partner together. We're not going to force something just so that we can have a youth program. So if that's something that beats on your heart, start a conversation. Let's go. Let's, let's start talking about how can we begin a youth program that is going to change kids' lives in this city. Praise and worship. Learning how to, to enter his courts and sit face to face with God. We currently, the praise and worship team, meet together regularly to, um, to enter into his presence, to learn how to, to enter into that place and to just discuss the heart of God. That's something that we want to open up um, to the whole church, that those, those meetings. But just for the moment, it's with just the, the worship team so we can get to know one another, learn how to worship with one another and express what God's showing us. Um, and I don't know about anyone else, but I've certainly seen growth in some of the guys that, that are leading this team and that are, are worshiping on this team. I mean, we had, we had the whole Opera House band today and it was fantastic. I didn't think that many people could fit on the stage, but it happened. And it was good. You know, it was, it's, it's awesome. So there's growth coming in there. Our hospitality team, learning how to serve and, and to love on people, the guys that bring the, that welcome people, that bring the food around, that, that distribute communion, all these things are areas that we're going, okay, God, how do we disciple people and grow each other? Who have we got coming up that wants to serve in that area? Who, who has a heartbeat for cutting up fruit and serving people fruit for? Hugging people on the door when they come in. If you if you have if you're not serving and you have a desire to serve, come and chat in one of these areas. Chat with chat. If you want to if you want to serve in hospitality, come and chat with chat. Finally, uh, secondly, the cogs, our community outreach groups. These are something we're getting ready to to um, redistribute, and I'm not going to speak too much about them because we. We are going to do it very differently. Essentially, they will be um, groups where we hang out with people, we have dinner, and we, we just talk, hang out as friends, family, and they will be, um, we're still tailoring what that's going to look like and, and putting guys who are keen to, to run hangouts like that. But the whole reason for them is to get into one another's homes, 
create a, a non-awkward platform where guys can get into one another's homes and just get to know each other. Learn about each other. Learn about how they know God. Learn about what they know about God. Because the things that I'll learn from Mal about what he knows about God are completely different to the things that I've seen and know. And it's encouraging, exciting. So these, these community outreach groups are also going to be a platform for where you can invite people to your home, friends and family, to come and sit in these, these times and, and rub and grow from one another. Finally, set-free care. We've heard a lot about set-free care and you're going to continue hearing a lot about set-free care because the building has been passed and we get the building, the keys, on the 26th, 3rd, 4th, between sometime <laughs> sometime August, but it's definitely locked in. <laughs> um, so we, we so there's going to be working bees, there's going to be all kinds of things that guys can get involved in. Um, we're going to tear the building um, somewhat apart and somewhat put it back together. All these things are possible and probable. But get on board with that. If you don't know what Set Free Care is and you've got a Thursday off, go down there and see the guys. It is the easiest, most friendliest um, serving team to just go and hang out with and serve. And it's not awkward. It's not hard to find a job when he will yell something at you as you walk in the door to do. It's fantastic. You could be sweeping. You could be handing out food. It's, it really is. And the, the address at the moment is um, a 170 Narang Street, Southport, and it's going to something, something Roland Street. 21 Roland Street. So we will give all, keep all that information rolling and up to date. Um, yep, fantastic. Everyone's good. Next slide. Sorry, I'm going. I'm speeding through this a little bit because I want to honour you guys and your time, and I've got about 10 more minutes. So if you can bear with me for 10 more minutes, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Okay, reformation. What we want to prepare. Um, sorry, we want to prepare the wineskin ready for new wine that God will pour out. The church must change in order for the outpouring to come. Revival will come through reformation. So a lot of what's being talked about in, in around churches at the moment, and it's, in, it's so encouraging because it was what God showed us as well, is that for God to revive, bring revival that we're all so passionate about seeking, he's got to have a new wineskin to pour the wine into. So without without reforming the church to carry what he's going to give us. How can he give us revival? So when we focus on, okay, God, who do you want us to be? The people, not this, not just this building, but the church, the people. What can we become in order for your revival to be poured out on us? How do we carry what you have for us? So the vision that we have for this at the moment is we are going to begin to rebuild and restructure how we know Jesus and, and the gospel he brought, how we know God and the way the Holy Spirit moves so that when revival comes, it's just pour it out. We're ready. We, we have what, what, and that's going to take the, the church in the West mainly to, to rebuild and to re-understand who the body is and how they function in order to carry. And I think that, that certain churches, will, certain houses around the house will pick this up. There'll be certain Gold Coast bodies that that pick this reformation up and begin to build with what God has for them. Um, I want to start to reform the church through culture and an understanding of Holy Spirit and the personal work of Jesus Christ. This will be done not just here on Sunday morning, but in each and every life that comes into this community. We can change the aesthetics, the meeting time, the lights or the event, but this will not accomplish anything. 
Until us as a people change, the church will not see the revival she seeks. Colossians 1 verse 24. We can, ch- we can keep changing things. We can change it to a Saturday night. We can change the, the lights. We can change how we meet, where we meet. But if people don't change, if us as a community don't change in our hearts, then we, we're just shifting what it looks like. We're just spraying perfume on a coffin. So we have to learn how to go, okay, God, I'm willing. Put me up. I'm willing. What, how, do I, how do I become what you want me to become? And I'm, I'm not trying to condemn us. I'm trying to excite us into a place where we go, okay, God, you're doing something. Let, let me get on board. I spoke last week about getting on that train. What can I do, God? How do I act? Do I just show up early on a Sunday morning and pray in this place before people get here? You know, do I, what does it look like for me in this place? Next slide, Benny, our mission aspect. Three areas. Three areas are local, national, global. Currently, these are the four families that we um, are walking into at the moment. Five if you count the, uh, the start. of the... So firstly, the Gold Coast. Set Free Care is, is one of the arms that we have, but also, like I spoke earlier, the individual mission field that you have. That is your primary mission field you're in every day, the local aspect of mission. Then on the Gold Coast, we also have Set Free Care, and we want to grow this to get involved with 24-hour prayer, the 24-hour worship, the Beyond Gold, those sorts of things. We want to be a part of that, not so that we can say, look what we're doing, but so we can say, what hands do you need? Because we've got hands ready to work. The next person up there is uh, Bradley, second one. He's the, the uh, guy that we're working with in Brewarrina. So a few of the guys, you would have heard bits and pieces about Bradley. Um, awesome guy, even though I haven't met him yet. I've heard a great deal of stories about Bradley. However, he's the guy that Mal's been walking with for a very long time. And things are going to start to grow in that place. We were chatting this week about strategizing as to how we can get things moving in Brewarrina and start to grow a house there that can look after people. The second one or the third one along there is in, in, is in India, Jeeva and Susan, up in the Kadagodi Mountains. I think that's how you say it. But um, Jeeva and Susan we were with in Sri Lanka. They met us there as well. Guys that we've been to his church, phenomenal. Sometimes he has to fight bears off out of his, cha- out of his church because um, he's on the rainforest and bears get into his church. So... And the last one up there is, is um, David and Rebecca from Sri Lanka. And I just want to take two moments. Please, guys, if you are praying this week, please pray for David and Rebecca. I got a message early this morning or last night, I can't remember, from David. His wife, Rebecca, has just had a heart attack. Um, she's okay, I think, at this stage. Um, they think it was a small heart attack, but, but David has asked for us to pray. So the thing that, that we need to understand with missions is these are our family as well. So when they hurt, we hurt. When they succeed, we succeed. We pray with them. We, we give financially. We, we give into to all of these places. The finances, the, guy, the money that you guys tithe, a, a good deal of that goes to, to these areas. And we want to grow this. There's going to be a, a growth in, in communications and connections that we have with people. But at the moment, be praying for these guys. I know for some of you, you, um, you would have heard of David and Rebecca, but not Jeeva and Susan. I haven't spoken a lot about those guys, but be praying for them. These are, our, at the moment, our, our local, our national, and our international arm of mission in the church. We want to grow this. And we've got other guys, like the guys in PNG and the, and the guys in um, 
Vanuatu that we we support. Um, at this stage, we only support uh, with how we encourage and things like that. But we want to grow that. We want to be a, a church that can go. What do you guys need? How do we help? Can we just be praying? Can we support financially? Can we send people? So be thinking and praying about that. That's our mission arm. The last one, our focus. Colossians two, six verse fifteen. Just jot that down. You can have a read. Two six verse fifteen. Colossians. We'll learn how to position ourselves to usher in the move of Holy Spirit and and see the kingdom come. Understanding the Father's heart, uh, sorry, the Father's will, and offering our hands for it to be done through prayer, praise, and worship, and the reading of His Word. We want to see Holy Spirit move and reveal the heart of the Father. Constantly renewing our minds, we remain focused on Jesus Christ and chase the plans and purposes He has. Christ will has built, will build, and has built this church. So we want to be in a place where we continue to to focus on that, remain on that, and not stray from that. So as we begin to build, I want us to I want to encourage all of us to remember that we are spending time trying to, to understand to seek what God has for us. So press into that as well. Be asking God, Father, what when I go on church on Sunday, what do you have a word for me for somebody? Do you have somewhere where I can serve? Do you have something I can do? What do you want me to be when I when I show up? Sunday morning how do you want me to because when we come with a heart like that that's not for us to then use but it's for God to go okay he's willing here's son here's a word here's that in that prayer you're asking for let me pour out on you because you're willing to listen so when we remain focused on who we are and and what God has to do yes I have more slides but I'm going to finish there so don't show them because I want to know what it is. <laughs> I will finish that. I will get on to the, the, the other parts, but I really want to honor your, t- your time, and I've already gone too long. So, so guys, that what I've already what I've shown is the beginning of, of how we want to build this church. We have an opportunity to begin to lay something down and partner in this city in what God's doing, in this city, in this nation, and in the nations. So I really want to encourage, and I hope that I've, I've brought across correctly how you, what you see is happening. And I encourage you guys that this is a family. So while there is, I was going to go in and talk about the, the structure of leadership, and I might do that at a later time, but we want to grow together. So if there's things that are hurting, don't just get in a half, come and talk, let's talk it through, let's let's rub shoulders with one another and sharpen each other, because if something is, is hurting and terribly wrong, we probably don't know it's there. And if no one says, hey, I don't know if this is something that you guys know, but I'm just noticing this, fantastic, now we can change it. But also don't be offended if we feel, if, if the, the, the leadership of this church is feeling that like God's calling us in that direction. I know it's weird, I know it's, it's odd, but we've got to go there. So is that okay? Is everyone aside from nearly being asleep because you've been here too long? That's okay. All right, let's pray and then we can uh, go and have a have a coffee. And Ashley is already on. It's fantastic. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Lord, we glorify you, Father. And Lord, we just ask, Father, that anything that happens in this place that's not of you, God, that it just it just falls away, Father. We just ask, Lord, that 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 you come and be in this place and direct this place how you want it to be. We just ask your kingdom to come. We just declare your kingdom come and your will be done in this place, God.
Would you transform hearts here, Father? Would you reveal your heart in lives, Lord? That when we go out into our spheres of influence, Father, that we are so overwhelmed by who you are and what you're doing that we can't help but express who you are even before we speak. We just thank you, God. We glorify you and we just lift your name up, Father. Jesus, in your fantastic name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.